0: Breaking native take, breaking native take. Oh, Kevin man. Durant
1: is he has landed.
0: <laughs> Kevin Durant's a Phoenix Sun. Benny.
1: Oh man, I such a mixed bag of emotions, dude. Ah, it's crazy. It's it's amazing you just landed a top five talent, maybe one of the best ever. But also a sad day because it's like you broke up the family. Um, so that's that's a little hard. But it's like, oh, we got everything, but at what cost? So but it's KD, right? It's K D.
0: The best player to ever wear a Sun's jersey.
1: Yeah, so would you say is this we weren't alive with Barkley, right? But everyone's Kevin Durant is the
0: best player, even at age thirty four, to wear a Sun's jersey.
1: It's pretty wild. It's a I've tried to put it in perspective. Where were we four years ago, right? And to think that Kevin Durant huh. wanted to come here. That's pretty incredible.
0: It, the fact that four years ago, Booker, Booker had that, you know, article in like November, 2018. I want the super team to come to me. And everyone's like, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. But go, go get out of Phoenix, man. You're waiting right, 20 right. games a year.
0: We just, just don't leave. Now yeah. we have a guy under contract for three more years. Who's still a top five to seven player in the league when healthy. Obviously the caveat is when healthy, he's coming off an MCL sprain. This is just amazing. Like you said, though, we first want to acknowledge how much we love Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Um, You know, Jay Crowder did a lot of good things here for two years. It ended on a sour note, but I do remember some good memories from Jay. Um, But Mikael is the hardest to lose. He was the heart and soul of Phoenix. I've never really bought, like, that was a dude that you're like, please don't ever leave our organization. Like, you should be a son for life.
1: Right? It's. but he it was an it on, a you know, life.
0: it's a it was a non-starter in the in the Durant trade and you know Woj was talking about it that in the summer you know the, the nets wanted that same package and with James Jones and Robert Sarver there it was it was a non-starter wasn't up for negotiation and Matt Ishbia comes in and is like how about a, I'm him I'm here moment like we're all in you got to yeah, respect I, that that is not normal for Arizona sports
1: all the reports say that this would not have happened without Ishbia and all the reports say, like you said, they were asking for four first-round picks, Cam Johnson, um, also Mikel Bridges, and Kickers in there. Everything that we heard, at least from Arizona Sports in particular, was that the Suns were still trying to just do picks plus expiring contracts and maybe throw Cam Johnson in there. You wanted to keep Mikkel. Right. It's tough because I don't think we've ever had a team in Arizona that as long as I've been alive, that I can look at and you think, man, that's like a family. That developed a culture. We grew with them. Yeah. They grew with us. We we became this new Phoenix Suns team. So you kind of rip, rip the hearts out a little bit. And I'll tell you just a story for me. I was I was driving. Um, I was going to Suit and Sneakers here, going to see Rick Ross on Wednesday night. And Ricky, my Robert, brother calls my wife and is like, are you guys sitting down? Like it's 1130 at night. And uh, just tell us just tell us what happened and uh, kevin durant's son traded bridges is cam johnson this is my wife's like first venture into her players being traded it was like a kid being told santa claus doesn't exist for the last 24 hours i don't she couldn't even barely get out of bed she doesn't even want to renew the sun season tickets it's it's crazy because that's how much that you love those guys so you're so ecstatic to get a team and it's your immediate title contender. I mean, we, we were, but now we are probably the, the biggest threats to a Bucks or a Celtics out there. Maybe even were the threat to them, but it's just, it's, it's a mixed bag of emotions and I'm, I'm a sentimental guy. So I love building a culture and you know, I get attached to these players. Yeah. So it, it's, it's hard to, hard to watch those guys walk out the door because you just want to win with your people so it's it's a different feeling now. It definitely feels more businessy, but you know we've never won a championship. So as soon as that Kevin Durant elbow jumper hits, I'm sure it hits like like crack in your veins. Was, <laughs> right.
0: It's gonna it's gonna hit like an ice cold lemonade on a Saturday, on a summer day. It Shaq dubbed it the mid range mafia on TNT. My brother, 36 minutes a game. He's averaging 29.7 points a game shooting shooting. 55.9% from the field, 37.6 from three. He's getting 6.7 uh, 6. boards, 5.3 assists, and he's blocking 1.5 shots at 34 off an Achilles injury. we I know it's going to be
1: 5.9% cool. from the field. That is close to DeAndre Ayton's average. And DeAndre Ayton shoots within eight feet of the basket most of the time. I mean, he's, he gets he's a little bit more extended. This guy shoots threes elbow jumpers, extended twos, and he's shooting 55% from the field. I don't know yeah. that I've ever seen that over an extended period of time. I don't think I'm going to see a player in person like I am now ever again in a Suns uniform.
0: Dude, it was, I have to say you talk to non-Suns fans, which is a good way to get objective analysis of like, what does the trade look like? And they go, you got DeAndre, or you got Kevin Durant without giving up DeAndre Ayton. All you had to give up was Mikel. Most people don't value Cam Johnson the way Suns fans do because he's injured. He's a restricted free agent and won $20 million a year. You can replace Cam. I'm not that sad about losing Cam. I like him a lot. I wanted to keep him, but Mikel's hard. But you just got the most generous. One of the... Probably the most generationally gifted scorers at that height. Steph Curry is the best shooter ever. Uh Drew Hefner was on the pod. I went to the Open with him, you know, the U of A Hoops pod. He was talking about, I mean, is he the most, is Kevin the most talented scorer ever? He might be the most talented scorer of the basketball, one of them ever, in terms of pure skill. Bron just broke the shooting record, most points. But KD's up there, dude, and... He's here for three more years. God, please stay healthy. If- please stay healthy.
1: Biggest if, right? Is he going to stay healthy? He's been hurt a decent amount over the past few years. Hurt that Achilles. So it's the biggest if, you know, you 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 closed window two. This was window one. You had two windows open. You now close the other one. And you say, we have at, at least two years maybe with this current window. But if Durant can long, have some longevity, you extend that on. And then you now have Devin Booker, who's still hopefully here for the next 10, maybe even 15 years the way players are playing nowadays. This window could stay stay open forever. And I saw Isaiah Thomas, um, point guard who used to play here, Isaiah Thomas, not Detroit Pistons point guard, tweet that actually because there's a new owner, you saw Kevin Durant come in. This is a destination city. People are going to want to play here now and for the extended
0: future. 100%. New owner, committed to winning. Increased the luxury tax bill by $16 million overnight just getting Kevin Durant. He doesn't care about splashing cash. Matty Ishby is here to win. Take notes, NBA owners. Matt Ishby is here to win. During where his primary business is based on mortgage rates, in a time when mortgage rates are not even that great. Keep that in mind. He is spending cash. During a time where his normal, core, his normal core business unit is not absolutely, let's say, thriving, I have to respect him on that. Uh, but let's talk about also the other guys that we got uh, in the trade, and then also for the trade deadline. We got TJ Warren back.
1: He's Tony buckets. Tony buckets but again is the bucket man. Up. Ever healthy? I don't know if he ever right. is. Those ankles are made of glass. But uh, when he is in a game, he is a certified bucket. People forget. CBG you know, is- for twenty any night.
0: Yep, certified bucket getter as they call them.
1: Yeah, Tony buckets back. So you know, if you want to, you know, take it back. And I've tried to rationalize this in my head. Well, buckets was here for the dark years. So you know, it's like plug and play in one of those other guys. It's still core family. The guy's coming up. It's Aiton, buckets, and Booker now. I'm trying to talk myself away from the sadness of Cam and, and Mikkel. So you know, it's it's just it's replacing one and adding Kevin Durant for the other.
0: So Tony Warren back, TJ Warren back is great. He's a bench bucket. He's going to play off the bench. He's going to be a bench wing. Uh, the other guy we added, Darius Basley. I mean.
1: Poor man's cow.
0: That's what I'm saying. Six foot nine, attacks the basket, decent dribbler. He can block shots. He's shooting 40% from three. He's 22 years old. He's a restricted free agent. I look at him as the, t- as the t- uh, uh, Craig replacement. I mean, to me. When Craig is a free agent, we're probably not going to re-sign him. He's going to step in. I mean, he is that prototypical new age NBA 3-4 wing, can probably switch on pick and rolls, very switchable. I think that was a very sneaky underrated pickup, and I hope he does not get the Aaron Holiday, Dwayne Washington. You are 22. You're not going to play young treatment for money. I just hope this guy plays because when I watch the film, this kid can play. And he should be – Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and I read a lot about him, Nick, just from some of the OKC fans. And it's a lot of explanation of potential, but disappointment that's come along with that potential. Some of it has been lack of playing time. Some of it has been lack of energy and buy-in. But like you said, he's 22, so you don't know what you're going to get. And, and James Jones has done a really good job of finding guys like him who can come in for cheap, and suddenly they kind of fit into this son's mold. So you hope... You know, he's got pretty much the exact same body type as Bridges probably did at 22. We're not saying he's going to be him, but you're, you're going to be confused some nights if you look at him from the back of the head.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just checking Twitter right now. you are talking about TJ Warren being happy to be back here. Tweeted out seven hours ago, back where it started. Let's run it back, PHX, which is exciting to see. I I think the three guys I picked up, a lot of, a lot of length, a lot of height. The one thing that stands out to me, and it's very clear that, oh, we also didn't talk about this. We are now going to be that annoying franchise that ring chasers are going to want to do in the bio market. That's us, baby.
1: That's crazy. And it's, different. it's such a different mindset, right? Cause we were just like, I spoke about, we were just this continuity team. Like we're going to win as a team. Now we're like, we got stars. We're just going to add pieces and we're going to add these veteran guys who want to ring chase. And uh, we'll maybe get to this here in a second. I will say RIP Dario too. He was yeah. huge on the finals run. I think, you know, that trade with Cam Johnson and Dario, although maybe we didn't get a draft pick. It probably would have been Jared Culver, who turned out to be terrible anyway. Yeah. That really helped change the franchise around. So thank you to him. You know, he was here four years, so I think he was a great teammate for that. Um, I hope and wish him well.
0: Great connector. He's a great teammate. Uh, he would hit those threes like you're talking about. Uh, he really helped space the floor as a bench small ball five, especially in that finals run. Yeah, Yeah,
1: so. 100%. If he didn't get hurt, I mean, there's talks that he, maybe we win that Buck series, yeah, right? He was, yeah. he was doing really well. He was spelling eight and he was he was right. out kicking his coverage in a sense. He was he's a, he's a four, and he was playing five, yeah. and you know his athletic ability has shrunk as the years right. have gone on, but he was a big piece at one point. So I, I was also Nick. One of the photos we posted on our native AZ sports Instagram was a picture. Of Devin Booker with TJ Warren, and that yeah. was on media day at the start of the year. So that takes you back. That's how bad the Suns were. It was, here's our features, Devin Booker and TJ Warren. And now yeah. TJ Warren's a kicker in a trade. Isn't that wild?
0: It really is. It's, it's crazy to see how far they've come. It's just really wild to see this progression that you... Drafted Devin Booker 13th. Devin Booker was a bench guard at Kentucky because the Harrison brothers started. John Calipari talks about that all the time where he's like, oh, my God, did I do right by him? And he, thank God, went 13th. And then he's the guy that you can tell is he an empty stats, inefficient scorer. Then he's like one of the best shooting guards in the league. You see the potential. You see the potential. Then, you know, we get Oubre at the deadline and you see a little bit of you had young pieces. You had eight and you had Bridges. You start to see some development. You get Uber in in a trade. Then Ricky Rubio comes in, right? And then you're like, wait, this team actually can play some decent basketball. You get the bubble run. You start to see some momentum. All those little things built on each other, the Chris Paul trade, the Ascension up, right? You get a Jay Crowder as a nice free agent. And now we're here to where it's step by step by step over the last seven years. And now we're at the point where a superstar, arguably the most skilled scorer, one of them of all time, said, I only want to play in Phoenix. Only want to play in Phoenix. Let's talk about this lineup, Chris Paul. Devin Booker at the three. Probably Tori. I might play someone like Josh Akogi because you need an on ball point of attack defender. You might play uh, Craig. And then you got Katie and Aiton. You can spread the floor and have Aiton down low cleaning up. You know, basically
1: eat, eat, Absolutely, yeah. eat. they Unlike can't double
0: it. effort on the boards against the Hawks, which is not acceptable. Yeah, like.
1: I, I mean, you read a lot. There was a lot of emotion going on, I there, think, yeah. in that these guys were up. They said in the, the hotel hallway, most of the team was until 2 2.30 a.m., like crying, right. talking to the guys. I think that's a hopefully I that's just the game that, a tough, that they throw it away. It
0: was a tough day, right? I think, but when we're going to see this lineup. You have the mid-range mafia. Everybody can score from mid-range. People can shoot the three. Chris is going to be able to play off-ball. He's going to be able to spot-up shoot where he's been shooting close to 40% or more on spot-up threes. This hopefully can elongate uh, and prolong Chris Paul's career where now it's going to be the book, Katie and Aiton show as the main guys. And then you can really – I still can't believe I'm saying Kevin Durant in a Phoenix. <laughs> So, Nick,
1: you talked about it, right? You just you took us back from the start of, of Booker and TJ Warren and those, those tough, tough years all the way to this Kevin Durant saga. I think you would feel comfortable saying now, James Jones is elite. Look at that path that he took to get us here. He is an elite GM. He may be missed on your favorite Tyrese Halliburton draft, but everything else he's done to take us to this point, that's an elite GM status. He built this team from the ground up.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, hold on. McDonough drafted the three core Booker Aiden yeah. Bridges. Or, sorry, Booker Aiden did. trained for Bridges. So right. I will say James Jones done a good job. I will. Halbert miss was horrendous. But here's the only thing I will issue a slight counter to. Uh, only thing, because the other trades I like Basley, like a lot of those around the edges moves, he does really well. Ishbia pushed us over the finish line. I have that on good record, not just from what has been reported in the Woj article, but from a friend that I mentioned, can't really name source, that, yes, that Ishbia came in. So we the deal was dead for Kevin Durant until we were going to go get John Collins, potentially. Well, Gambo refutes that. I've heard a lot of stuff that says that that was real. Uh, uh-huh. Ishbia comes in and says two things to get the deal done. That uh, Mikhail's in the deal, because Mikhail not being in the deal is a non-starter. And then Sarich was out of the deal and Crowder was in because the, the Nets then flipped Crowder to the Bucks for an asset. So I think James gets a lot of credit, but Ishpia on this one, to me, forced us over the finish line like we're all in, all in, all in. To me, because that's yeah, I mean, what that's I think.
1: That's probably I, true, but there's also probably question marks there. Well, you were throwing in a lot of other expirings, so maybe Sarver at the time was like, yeah, get rid of these expirings to help with my luxury tax hit, and is like, i care about these expirings, I'll pay the luxury tax, so that could have been an influential factor as well. I think, yeah, as we've talked about, Mikkel was, was the kicker, right? It was this back and forth, and it's probably easier for a guy like Ishbia, who's just walking in the door, rather than a guy like James Jones, who's been around for the past five, six years, to see the growth of a Mikel to throw him into that trade. So, so it's give, a different perspective.
0: I give James credit that we didn't make any, I guess, minor moves. We saved the ammo. We saved the ammo. I, I was impatient, and it paid off. So props to them. It paid Patience off. is
1: a virtue. He is a patient man. He is a continuity guy. He is a wait for the big swing. I am not going to be rash. Because in this league, I think you see how quick things can turn around if you're rash. And you know, you look at the Houston Rockets just imploding. You look at the Nets right now just imploding. You look at the Lakers at someone imploding. If if you are patient and build this the right way, you can keep the window open for a long time. Now some yeah. may argue that our window is closed for the future, but I could also argue that you still have Ayton, you have Booker, that. and that is a lineup in itself that you can continue to grow. And we've held on to picks that are kind of the in-betweens, like a, a 2023, um, they, they get basically an every other year pick. We still right. have ammunition to draft and go from there.
0: I 100% agree. Our window is not two years. Kevin Durant probably ages very well. He doesn't have a game that is uh, predicated on attacking the basket. Like I love the dude as a player, John Morant. John Morant's career is not going to age gracefully. That dude has no refined touch to his game it's all attack the basket let me just go dunk on you that's not he's going d to be rose hurt. man
1: he's d rose he's, right. he's so, unfortunately an so, injury away from that being taken it's knock on wood, I, and, that never happens so
0: right so i think ultimately you know katie i mean we probably have three really good years with him and then he starts to tail off but the dude's 34 he'll be 35 next year 36 the following year so we've got a window books in his prime Aiden's has hasn't even hit his full prime yet you got some players. That's why it's going to be so important that Matt Ishbia gets a G League team and really starts to understand the future. Please go get a G League team because then you have need to, to put guys in there to develop. them. that's what the Warriors did with all their young players, got pool some playing time. It's so important. That's step number one that he needs to implement. And step number two is just to look at the draft and really try to hit on these late-round picks in the years that we have them because you can get guys that play good roles. You're going to need – the one thing I look at right now in the roster – I, I think Chris Haynes reporting that it seems very likely the Suns go after Reggie Jackson. So well, and if he, you're getting
1: Reggie Jackson of, you know, the last two years, not this year, that's a hell of a backup, you know, and he plays right. hard. You guys are going to play hard, play decent defense. And I mean, any guy who's wearing rec specs and a headband you think is going to go out there and at least give I'm, it his all?
0: I, I would like it. It's campaign insurance. And it's also when he's on, I think he's better. Uh, the one thing that I'm a little nervous of right now <clears throat> is if you look at, When we were even last year in the playoffs, we have no Jake Crowder, no Mikael Bridges, no Cam Johnson on the wing to defend.
1: Where's our defender?
0: We're a little thin on wing defenders unless, and this is why this is going to be so important, unless you really feel like Kogi and Ish are ready to step into the rotation and basically just do two things. Guard the hell out of the ball and make open threes.
1: And maybe you can get away with that now Nick. You know you've seen these elite teams of the past kind of throw yeah. a Josh Kogie in there and he doesn't have to do other things. He can just be a non-ball defender. And I kind of want to go back real quick because you t- you touch base on getting a G League team which is so important. And you could kind of see that with these two two-way players we have. So basically how the two-way contract works is if you're active for 50 games once you're past that point You have to be signed by that team for the rest of the year. But if you have a G League team, you can move guys up and down on their two way contract and they're not necessarily active on the professional roster. So you can hold on to them for longer and grow them. The Suns have been a victim of not having that because they have to make these decisions at the end of the year. Now it hasn't necessarily come back and haunt them. You know, you cut a Frank Kaminsky, great culture guy, but I don't know if he's a big guy in the playoffs, or but you had to make a decision last year with Ish. You got rid of Dwayne Washington this year, which we know we're, we're fans of on the podcast, at least from his offensive prowess and you had to keep saving Lee there. So, so that's huge. But then as you're touching on here, we are missing a defender and Koji's a great, Kogi's a great defender. Uh, Craig is decent as well. He's, he's, he's pretty good. The issue is, are you going to face a, a Luka Doncic again? And is anyone going to be able to stop him? Is that going to matter when they have to stop us? I don't know now.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Uh I think if there's someone in the bio market that is a somehow goes and is a good three and D really good wing, I would love for them to go after them first. Uh even someone maybe even like Justin Holiday, if he gets let Will, go. Will
1: Barton too, I've heard maybe Will be- Barton doesn't
0: play defense and he's ah, shooting okay. really bad from the field. He's he's kind of but so. he, he was really good at Denver and I think Look, if he comes super cheap and you get Reggie Jackson, Will Barton, and you get them in here and they play their roles like they're supposed to, that's pretty good. But I was also thinking, because Will Barton doesn't really play that great a defense, and he's been chucking a lot in Washington. But he's shooting well from three, shooting almost 39% from three. But He's, he's
1: shooting shot well from three.
0: So part of me wonders, I don't know if Shamit's ever ever going to play again this year, but I'm almost wondering now if you get Shamit back to his role where he's just spotting up to shoot, and you have someone like Reggie Jackson who can really get to the whole pass and score, would Shamit start to play better around more guys that are absolutely lethal offensive weapons like Kevin Durant?
1: I mean, we'll see. I think he was he was great in those roles in his previous teams where he was just a spot-up shooter. He can go out and 20 was. a night if he wasn't a focus. Um I do think he's still going to be relied on heavily for defense when he comes in due to our lack of that now. Um, That's just a huge question mark. The Suns have really hung their hat on defense in the past years, and that's not to say they don't have good defenders. They still have Devin Booker. Uh, Kevin Durant's actually a good defender too. You have DeAndre Ayton in the middle. You do have Craig. You have a Akogi. But you are missing that guy who can say, I'm going to shut you down. Um, You still are missing a little bit of that snarl and that toughness going in. Um, uh, yeah,
0: you, you need almost – is T.J. Warren going to – I hope he really steps up on defense. I mean,
1: he's a he's a terrible defender. I right. I, I, I watched him on that Nets game uh, on the Tuesday night, which was like – I remember saying to you and, and, and I think right. my wife too, I said, watch this game. You know, it could be the last time you watch these guys play together. But I watched Buckets, and he went out, and he got a, a lot in the fourth. But he was just – He's a he's a crap defender, man. It's it's going to be hard to cover him up. When you're on the bench, you, you probably can. But I also want to talk about one more thing, Nick. We're just tossing tossing around second round draft picks like nothing. We're getting five second round draft picks for for Jay Crowder now. People forget that the Joker was a second round draft pick. Draymond Green was a second round draft pick. Like
0: I guess in the words of the Rams GM, less need f them picks, right? So <laughs> f them I, picks. I, I, it's wild. Yeah, five seconds. But you know what? For, for Jay, Crowder, that's crazy. <laughs> It is. That Crowder pickup is a nice pickup from Milwaukee. It is. I'm
1: going to say this, Nick. Bucks are still my favorite. I mean, I obviously want us, but we have to go through the Bucks. I 100%
0: agree with you. They are built for the playoffs. And now Crowder, another big dude. Wide body. Muscular. Every single one of them. Their lineup that is going to be Holiday, uh, Middleton, Crowder, Portis, and Giannis. Or then you throw in Lopez, and now you got. I mean, they, they're just a big physical team, and I think they're going to come out of the East. I really do.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to say this on the podcast. If we come out of the West, I'd rather face the Celtics than the Bucks.
0: I would too. I would. I would too, because we're kind of a lean scoring, you know, team. Even though Katie is just that generational type score, we don't have a lot of size in terms of like strength with really we're not overly physical. I I would agree. I'd rather face the Celtics from the Bucks. I really would. i now, agree. I'm not with KD here. I mean, I'm sort of at that mode like, all right, good luck stopping us because we probably now have 90 points a game from Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton. It's just a matter of K oh. like Josh Jokic is going to become very important. Someone like uh Craig becoming that really insane point of attack defender where he's going to have to really just almost go forget your offense just be, go, go be an absolute attack dog on defense that's all they need to do
1: I agree and and I'm <laughs> I'm super excited to talk more about this I know this is kind of more of a breaking take so uh, yeah. we're, we're stoked heck of a trade deadline we'll yeah. get in further details on everyone else's maneuvers as well we got that buyout market coming up uh, Nick and I are continuing a big week here in Phoenix we got the open I'm heading yeah, out there again later this afternoon of course the Super Bowl. Um, I think we still have a host of activities. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Kevin Durant's the son. Thank you, Mikel and Cam, especially the twins. We'll miss you. Give you
0: one of these. I know. Yeah. As we go out the door, maybe they
1: come back one day. It's championship time in Arizona.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll, hop, we'll drop another pod after the final roster has been concluded when the buyout market is done, and then it really looks like this is the roster. But breaking take, Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. Katie to the Suns, the superstar, is here. Not very often does it happen. Barkley, Kurt Schilling, Kevin Durant. It doesn't ha- come around very often. Enjoy this, Phoenix Suns fans. This is going to be a hell of a ride. and It might end this year, finally, that first elusive championship. To be continued. To be continued. To good health. To good health. Everybody have a great Friday, February 10th from the Native AZ Sports Show. Signing off. Thanks for listening, everyone.